and thanks for joining us for a special New Year edition of Bell to Bell podcast. I'm Steve Lillis and with me today, uh, regular co-pilot John Evans. You okay, John? Yeah, good, Steve. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, mate. I'm good. Happy New Year to you anyway, mate. And happy New Year to our special guest and everyone else. It is Mr. VIP, Steve Wood. Quite fitting, you're the only man we could have on. I think first episode of the year, Woody, and I'm sure you're going to upset a few people and make a few happy. You know, let's just watch what we say about Ebony Bridges, though, if we can. Uh, we've got no uh, scriptures today, have we? I've had no prep to do anything, so we'll have to steam into someone over the next 20 minutes if we can. Yeah, well, I tell you what. Um, let's start on um the, the one bit of news we've had this year: a press release from um, the Boxing Board of Control about 10 o'clock on. Saturday morning, New Year's Day, where they confirmed, which you expected, um, there will not be any British border control sanctioned shows taking place in Britain in January on the, the grounds that, um, you know, the medical staff won't be available. Um, before I throw it over to you, lads, there, well, let me just say there was a guy on Breakfast TV over the weekend on BBC, a Dr. Jamil Sharfaridi. Um, I've no idea whether this guy is a bull doctor or if he works for um, the unlicensed, white collar or amateurs. So I've never seen his face around and he had long curly hair. I don't think it was a face you'd forget. And um, just taking some of his quotes here, he just says that this bull decision is doesn't really affect doctors. I work full time in AME. In my spare time, I do boxing. It, it does not mean that um, I'm, I'm going to be spending more time in, 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 a, in A&E. Um, the Boxing Commission um, have a consultant they, they, they discussed this with, and he's called the decision more, uh, more political than, uh, and more than not, and not practical. Um, he said the people he feels sorry for is the boxers. Um, first of all, um, we'll start with you, Steve. Your thoughts on it, first of all, and what, what it means. Um, well, do you know what? I find it very, very surprising. And the worst thing about it is they've left it so late. You know, they're saying there's no shows in January, on January the 1st. But about 10 days ago, we got a circular saying that if you do plan shows in January, please think about them putting them back till the following month because we might have problems with the medical staff. Well, that was like an indication that they was going to stop it. And Frank Warren must have took that as... Uh, they have stopped it because he said he wasn't doing any in January or February. But my, my thoughts on it is that there's not that many shows in January. Not many people do. I mean, uh, obviously, there's the big Burns night one. They do at the St. Andrews Sporting Club, which is probably a four-fight din dinner show. Um, you know, the tradition in that has been going pr probably 50 years. And, you know, to stop that, I think it's terrible. You only need two doctors and, you know... Um, it, it, it doesn't make sense. And then the one I feel sorry for is the boxer, which was doing the um, Chris Eubank Jr. v. Uh, Liam Williams, which has already been cancelled once, and now they'll have to cancel it again and fit it in. So, you know, they've just started off a new relationship with Sky, and Sky obviously invested back in boxing, and they, they, they've lost two shows. I mean, uh, the first one was injured to, to, to Williams, and this one because of the board are saying that um, you can't find the doctors. Um, unbelievable. Unbelievable. I, I just feel sorry for everyone in, in, involved in those those two shows and probably a couple more other shows. Um, but I, I don't think I do any other t TV shows apart from the uh, the one on Sky. Yeah, put, putting, a, putting a boxing show on, it's not something you plan 
this close to it, is it? Announcing it on the 1st of January, it's, you've got suppliers who want paying, who've, everything's been arranged, hasn't it? And to cancel it on such short notice, when you see Premier League football with packed stadiums, when you're out and about in the town centre over Christmas and everyone's walking around without masks on, it just seems, oh, it don't make any sense to me. Maybe it's, um, maybe it's a decision that looks good rather than having any actual benefits to everything because I, how many doctors are involved in me, a typical football game? You know, there's lots, isn't there? And as Steve said, mm. like a Burns night show up in Liverpool, up in Scotland, sorry, it's just two. Um, yeah, I, I just wonder if it's more a, a decision that's been made to show we, we, we're supporting things and show we're trying to do something rather than one that's going to have any effect, really. Yeah, I, I just, what, what worries me is, uh, uh, look, with this whole COVID thing, I don't know what's right, what's wrong, what's said. So I'm not, I'm not going to go into that. But I think Frank Warren was planning a small show on BT 29th of January. And I think he was his first big one on the 12th of February. Obviously, he doesn't want to, you know, run that risk of that not happening. Um, but what, what, what really concerns me, and particularly for fans, is that we're now going to have a park-up of fights. And, you know, especially for subscriptions, pay-per-views, everyone's going to get hit hard on that. Frank Warren's planning three shows in March. One's going to be Zach Parker in a decent fight. One's going to be Dubois. And I've heard one or two opponents mentioned that would make that a big fight. And if Tyson Fury has a homecoming, that's enormous. Suddenly, other, uh, you know, I know you worked, Steve, with closely with Boxer, as you do Eddie Hearn. And I'm wondering whether... The boxer boy is now going to think, well, I don't want a chance March of February. We've got too much on in February. We've got Calmbrook on the 12th. We've got Taylor against um, Catra on the 26th. We'll go in March with, with that. Um, and suddenly you have this park up of events, you know, where everything's parked up. It's almost like these, something you talk about a, a lot, John, where we have rematch clauses that park up fights. They're going to park up and you're going to end up with people. They're going to split viewers down the middle where they go. And, and that's what concerns me more than anything with this. We're suddenly going to get a quarter away through the year and not have these big fights. And suddenly we'll have five in three weeks. I mean, that, I mean, that's a real big worry. And that, that must worry TV producers and TV executives particularly because they thrive on advertising and subscribers. Now, if they look at a fight and there's, 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 there's poor figures for what that fight should get, that means advertisers don't come in. I mean, that's a real worry um, for the next well, think, couple of months. It's deeper than that, isn't it? As you say, I'm, I'm just looking at TV shows alone. They're going to have to... Mixed dates anyway, because that yeah. many TV. You're parking them up, as you say, like that. In March, there'll probably be Sky on the same night as BT is the same night as the zone, and possibly Energy on Ch Channel 5. You know what I mean? You could have four shows on one night. All that do, does is dilute the, the viewing yeah. figures. So that, that's not good for it. But look at it another way. I've decided that I'm not going to be doing shows. So I think my first one booked is February 28th. So I was taking January and February off because of the pressures of uh, doing the November and December shows. But, you know, I've got shows booked for the 5th and the 12th of March. So obviously we're going to be competing. So we've got the small halls competing with the TVs. All of a sudden there's going to be that many shows. Where's the doctors going to come from anyway? You know, so really and truthfully... The board haven't bought it too because all they're going to do, they're not just back up the fights, they're going to back up 
all the doctors and the, you know, we, we had to cancel the show because you couldn't get officials for, for our sh show. And that was like um, when there weren't many shows on. So they're going to have um, a, re a real tough problem unless they're deciding what they'll do in January is I'll have a chill out and not do much so that they're, they're ready for when it all comes flying into them. Yeah. But, uh, something else. Well, yeah. Something else, Steve. Something that everyone probably thought was behind them and they'd start unravelling now and start working its way out. Opponents, where all the opponents mm -hmm. go. You've just spent nine months battling around for opponents with managers cleverly playing you all off against each other for their best wages. Just when mm -hmm. it seemed like everyone had a clean slate and we had a, a free year ahead of us, back to mm -hmm. the start again, there's another month delay. There's going to be a backlog of shows. TV shows are going to need opponents. I'm going to take yeah. them off the small holes again. So it's and, right back to where it was, just when it seemed like it was it was finally getting back on its feet. And before we move yeah. on to another topic, um, also, you know, we're, 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 the next available, you know, what happens if the ball aren't going to make an announcement till, say, the third week of January? You know, how's that going to affect sales for fights, ticket sales and stuff, and promoter, pr promoters announcing fights for February? You know, if the, these figures, look, I mean, the, what these COVID figures, you know, wherever at the moment, if they don't improve over the next four weeks, what's to stop the board saying you can't box till mid-February? Yeah, and, and like you say, I'm looking at this February 28th day, wondering, you know, you mentioned before, there's like cost and the venue, I've, I've got to guarantee X amount of meals and, and, and I'm stuck to that. And the, the closer you get to the, the, the day, you get like a 25% charge, a 50%, a 75% cancellation charge. So it's something that I've got to speak to the uh, venue about and say, look, you know, the, the contract that we've signed, can it be subject to the board allowing me to do the event? And, you know, whether or not they they allow that or what, I don't know, because getting venues is difficult because it's not just like the boxing, it's all the other sports and the music and everything that's delayed and, and they're all coming back, you know. Uh, it, it's difficult, but I think what we should do is what John was touching there on, on opponents, maybe use that as to, to go on to another subject of, of how shit the shows were last year. Yeah, well, that's it, yeah. On the TV show, and one of the things was because of the level of the opponents, and like John just says there now, it's in in the past because the opponents weren't great, uh, or the numbers weren't there. You was getting opponents who should be all in smaller fighting the superstars or alleged superstars that are turning over on the TV shows. So the TV shows were pinching the sort of level of journeyman that we should be having on our small all shows. It's going to happen again. You know, they're, they're, they're going to be throwing TV money at fighters who shouldn't be getting that. And then next time they fight, they want more money off us. It absolutely makes it impossible to, to make any money or even break even on, on the small all shows. And worse than that, you, you, you put in decks on. And, uh, I mean, my, my, my subjects or thing to talk about would be is that this is a knock-on effect from the TV promoters allowing their matchmakers to put shit on. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 so I, I, how much did that, them sort of fights, how many good fights did that cost you last year, Steve? Or good learning fights where you've had to bring in imports where a kid's going to learn nothing? You know what? <laughs> Lee Hogan come to me the other day with some stats, you know, which which surprised me. I was that busy working, I haven't even done the stats. You know, like we've got 27 debutants out, and uh, you know, the number of kids we've got ready to go break through, then the number of kids we've got on, on on the TV shows hoping to make into champions. If you could have given me the stats on the kids that we didn't get to fight, 
all the stats on the kids that actually didn't get the proper sort of fights. That'd be interesting, Steve. I, I'd like to think we probably had 15 fighters that we, we didn't get out because we couldn't get opponents for. And we probably had another 15 fighters who ended up fighting people we knew nothing about. Um, to be honest with you, some of them turned out to be good opponents. You know, uh, brought some kids over from Poland who, uh, yeah. who would, I'd love to have again. But, you know, there's people like... He brought someone over who I think was six and one from Israel and thought, dear me, this is a bit of a risk for our kid. But we couldn't get anything else. And obviously flying someone in from Israel wasn't cheap, but they were poor. And, uh, you know, you think for half that money, we could have had a good journeyman to show the, the kids the ropes, which was going on to the BT or the Sky or the, um, you know, the zone shows and getting smashed to bits in, in two rounds by... Top talents, you know, the, the GB kids are returning over and everything like that. And, you know, it's got to stop. How it's going to stop, I don't know. That, that's one, one of the phrases I'd, I'd ban this year, if I could, is get, getting them out, getting them out. That should only be people like debutants and people who are two and three and four and oh, should be getting out. There shouldn't be anyone on a, a TV bill with a big promoter just getting out for a gimme yeah. fight, an opponent. Mm. It shouldn't be happening. Jack Rafferty fought an opponent on a Black Flash show recent, and the week after, the guy was fighting Cyrus Pattinson. Now, Cyrus Pattinson's come through, you know, big amateur, you know, big background, big push on. He was going to be live on TV. Shouldn't be fighting these guys off your off the small holes. You know, they should be in meaningful step ups every time if they're that good. If they've had that that amateur backing and that funding, where they're getting paid twenty odd grand a, a year for training. Be compete at the major international tournaments, do well, get medals. You shouldn't be coming in having yeah. a get out four rounder against Louis Van Pooch on a Saturday night on TV. Mm. It, it just shouldn't be happening. And mm. we like to say we, we hope things will change, but it won't, will it? You know, it, the, the trainers will reject the it, opponents and we'll it, be it, on this. It, it, this, for ages. This, this circle, as you say, for ages, John, it's like one of them things when you see the little mouse in the cage, it just goes round and round and round on it, you know, or a dicky bird for, or a budgie that goes on little, little on it in a cage. Um, they just go one end to the other. It's like, you know, as the bring come on to now, um, you know, the things you, you like the change in boxing every year. And I'm thinking, well, my one would be the TV, you know, boxing's still a minority sport. We're not like football where we're going to draw a new audience by taking your son to a, or your daughter to a game. You know, you can bring an audience in that way. We 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 depend on on you know TV is what we we can say. Well, TV is just for casuals, blah blah blah. But it's the TV audience that brings a new fan in. And for you know, if for every hundred new fans, if that makes two of them go to a show and start doing fantastic. But the, the, the thing I, that has been a bugbear of mine for years on this is. Uh, where, where and this goes back to the board again, and I don't want this. It sounds like it is a turning into a kick, a kick the board half hour here, but to stop fight shows, TV shows clashing all the time. Surely they could do a something. There was a there was a time well before you you fellas are in boxing, when even I was young, when in London you couldn't have a show within seven or fourteen days of Mickey Duff. You know, so it, it would keep people going. She had the small shows in London then on a Monday and Thursday night, but they couldn't go over in seven and 14 days, there was rulings. And I just think we've, the, the, we've got to get a grip of these TV clashes. 
Yeah. I'll just give you your thoughts on that, fellas. What do you think, John Evans? Oh, yeah, that, that, that's a big one of mine. You know, it's like, as we said before, it dilutes the audience, doesn't it? I know we, we went through a spell not long ago, didn't we, putting midweek fights on, but there wasn't many. I remember two or three shows on Wednesday nights. Uh, did Cullen fight on a Wednesday night in, in Liverpool? Um, but I remember that midweek, Sean, for some reason it just got abandoned after one or two goals. But I wonder if you could put, maybe a way of getting around it would be to put prospects on midweek in gimme fights. You know, put uh, have like six four-rounders and a, a six in the prospect shows, but keep that on a Wednesday night and that frees up Friday and Saturday. We just got rid of the gimme fights. We can't have, have a reason for having them, John. You know. No, but there, 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 there are guys you got. Yeah, happen, though. Yeah, but what, Steve, why don't you? Why don't small promote? I mean, I'm going back again. You know, thirty odd years to the eighties when I was, was, you know, was going to boxing all the time in London. Why do small promoters always seem to go Friday, Saturday, Sunday now? Whereas in years gone by, it would be a Monday night at the Elephant and Castle in London, and the place would be packed, twelve hundred. In there, well, you know, think... you'll call or a Thursday night. It used to be, I think, in London as well. I mean, I, I, I wasn't living in Manchester then, so I don't know what you know. I think sometimes has changed, and there's a lot more things for people people to do now. And certainly for me to do a show on on a Monday night with financial suicide. I mean, I've had to do quite a few on Fridays this this year because. Um, we couldn't get venues for the Saturdays, but I've said I'm not going to do, do them again because you don't get the numbers out. And uh, I know there's a great saying that, you know, there's no bad time for the good show and, you know, there's no good time for the bad show. But, you know, to get people out on a Friday night is it, difficult because they're coming home from work. You've got your boxers and people who's coming up on the motorways, which is hammered. If anyone's coming to Birmingham, to, to, well, we had it in, in Liverpool where the security come from Birmingham and they, they were an hour late, even though they set off at like three o'clock to be there for like six. And it should only be a two-hour journey. Um, it, was, it was all stuck in it. So it, it, it doesn't work. And on a Monday night, which is a, a school night, and you, you've got to get work on a, on, on a Tuesday, you can't go out and enjoy yourself. And let's be right, everyone wants a night out of the boxing and, and as much interested in having a drink as they are watching the boxing. So it, it just doesn't work. And when I used to go on a Monday night, which was to the pick of the hotel, hotel yeah. with the, the black tie for the evening dinners, and they used to be sold out to, to the corporates. I mean, I tried to do that, what, 20 years ago and start the Millennium Sporting Club off at the Palace Hotel and get people back out in the black ties. But that audience has diminished, you know, like I was ended up having to bloody, I had people to, to, to go, you know, um, <laughs> <laughs> it's it, it's it, it's madness, you know. Uh, no, I, I think what we've got to start doing is, is making sure we've got good fights and and, and pe people's interest will, will go on because they'll either go to the show or turn the telly on because they know they're going to watch a good 50-50 fight. And, you know, uh, I've said it in the past, but I'm more determined ever for this year to make sure that, you know, we, we have at least two good 50-50 fights on. And as you say, we are small all promoters and we are bringing up kids who haven't been on the GB squads and they do need those learning fights. But the TV fighters, apart from being very, very good fighters who's come through the GB and, and, and had the experience, they pay good money as well. So, you know, what, what what's the problem with the promoters turning around and saying, look, I'm not giving you an easy fight. I'll give you a learning fight and, I, and, I, and I'll give you the fight that you should win. But you're not having an easy fight, and you know, talking back to to the to the board. I mean, I don't want to go on it, but I, 
my, my big thing was that they should be regulated, the board, so that these decisions that they've made recently, and let's say that the doctor's one that they've just made there now and there's no boxing in January, they'd be answerable for someone, you know, and then they could explain the reasons and the good reasons. Everyone's happy and, you know, they've made that. We're talking about we, we don't really know what they've done and looked into it. They, they've probably done some good research and the, the call's right. But if that's to answer to someone, um, it, it would make us not sit here thinking they've just done it because they want January off and not, not working too hard because they're still going to get fully paid. I mean, the boxers aren't, they aren't fighting, are they? You know, but I, I'd like to see the board regulated and things where we could ask, you know, like we don't get some foreign opponents in because he said they're not good enough to fight our kids. Yet you'll see English kids who we know aren't good enough to fight the, the superstars. I mean, there was one where Ben Thomas, I think, uh, middleweight, he'd been knocked out about four to five times, was allowed to fight Isaac Chable in the cruiserweight. Punk, big puncher, you know, that's a TV fight. I don't know if it was shown on TV or not, but you know, how can the board allow that? Yet they're knocking back some kids to, to fight my four fight novices who's who's been a white collar kid and and, and never even uh, had an amateur fight it, it, it's madness but um you know going going back to it what i want to do is make sure that uh, the quality of our shows are a lot better than than what we we did did last year and that people come knowing that once they've watched the mate who's fought early doors they're going to have a couple of good fights later on and instead of shooting off and going to town for a few beers, they're going to stay because they know there's going to be some good fights. So that, that's what I want to do. Have, have you started approaching the lads in your stable, Steve, about telling them this, you know, that they're going to be matched together and, and what sort of reaction have you had already from them? Do you know what? I, I have. And um, the, I think they're all ready for it and they, they, yeah. they know because I've been showing a bit of frustrations and you know like we've done some shy shows and at the end of the show apart from the fact you've lost money you know you put some crap on and you've not moved anyone anywhere and it's when you turn around and you think I should have cancelled it and I was quite proud of the fact that we didn't cancel a lot of shows last last year I think it was just one which uh, went by the wayside and it was we tried to save it and then we couldn't get the medical staff but you know there was times when I could have pulled the shows and when I look back, I should have pulled the shows now and hopefully we don't get into those circumstances where I've got a four fight show where there's only four rounders and, you know, they're all easy fights and the kids aren't learning anything and you're not moving anywhere and you walk away and you've lost five, six, seven grand, whatever it was. It's pointless for everybody. And so I've told some kids that they'd be fighting each other's and I have have done the uh, Joker van and Mike Edge's fight which everyone's looking forward to and over the last couple of days I've had the matchmakers looking for where we can do some sort of uh, eliminators in, in good fights because you know if you're putting them on our shows you, you, you've got to make sure that there's a bit of a reward for the risk that you're going to give the kids and obviously they don't get paid what they get paid on the, the TV show but what I'm saying to them now is if you can win these fights you've more chance of me getting you on the TVs so there is there is a reward from having these fights. And really, it's truthfully, if you want to be a fighter and be a champion, you've got to have these fights to, to move your career forward. And, you know, it's all like saying, well, I'm hardly getting any money and why should you have an hard fight? Well, because you're a fighter, mate, and you're and you trying to progress your career, you know, um, and, and, and it's as simple as that. And I've got to start looking at it now, not just as a manager, but as a promoter and uh 
try and make the right moves for the for the kids and and, and the shows as well. Right. Steve, we've been gone on. This 20 minutes has flown already. Uh, I'll tell you what we're going to do. We're going to throw some questions to you, Steve. You come in on these as well, John, because yeah, yeah, yeah. you'll have a comment on these. Um, got a few questions in. I'd say there's one, there's one, let's uh, ask this one first, because John will have an opinion on this. And I think it was Marco at Soprano Crew who asked this. He asked it to Woody, and I know I'd like to hear John's opinion on this. Angelie Bingham, Pat Barrett, who's the biggest puncher? You start first, Woody, because it was aimed at you. Ensley Bingham's left hook. You know what? Yeah, I, 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 saw, I saw that question. I thought, well, I think Pat was natural, but I know Billy spent years perfecting yeah. that left hook, didn't he? I think Ensley was probably probably dynamite in that left hook. Yeah, you know what? I think of uh, Ensley against that Nicky. I, 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 I think of it. I don't know who to pick here. I'm going to get the splinters on me. I think eventually knocking out Nicky Furbin in the in the twelfth round, when I think Phil was in the corner and he said you got to knock him out to win and he found it and I think that great picture, my favourite boxing news cover of all time. If you might have it, John, if you collect them all, the picture no. of uh, Pat Barrett knocking out Efram Calamarte no. in Italy. The picture yeah, what, that, that like, you talk of Green Leonard when um. Dave Boy Green was knocked out, eyes closed for he hit the ground. This was on par with that. And you know oh. what? Because of that, it's, it's, I'm getting edgy here about it. I'm going to go Pat Barrett. Yeah, well, I was, I was just thinking then, when you said Efren Kalmar, he's, he's probably still out, isn't he, to this day? But remember when Pat did Tony Willis? Oh, ninth round. That was on ITV. <laughs> yeah, that was a midweek fight. Yeah. Oh, oh mate, we could go. That's, that was a great question. I'm sorry, Soprano crew, because we could we could develop that into a topic. Maybe on a quiet week for the podcast, we'll develop great punches. Steve, here's a tricky one for you. Sweet pugilism. Any truth in the rumours of Warrington Martinez? Yes. Yes, there's very good rumours on that one there, and uh, hope, hopefully it can be announced soon, yeah. Oh, what a fight. You know what, what, what I'm hoping from it, that Josh wins and then we get the Lee Wood fight because we, we've only had, I think, four British unifications in history. John, correct me if I'm wrong on this. Eubank against Ben Two. Was that a unif- That was a unification? Yeah, yeah. Frampton Quigg. Yeah. And... David Hay, Enzo Macronelli. Oh, yeah. I can't think of any more than that. And I, even then, I was thinking then about it was WBA, WBO Macronelli. You've been on Google all night with that. Hey, <laughs> I'll tell you what, I, I know, I'm, I'm, I'm still not sure on Mac. Yeah, I'm sure it was. Yeah, I think there's only been four. And if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. We're not one of these, you know, we're not like, you know, these guys at Sky and BT when they sit there armed with notes and they, they really don't know and they couldn't name you five British champions if you ask them. I might be wrong. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Anyway, Steve, I was told no football questions, but John Calamari said, who was the most cap player to play for Liverpool? That's what you get for accusing me of being a Google man. <laughs> Do you know what? I don't even care, but I'd probably say I'm in you. Eh? I'd say I'm in you. I've got, I'm guessing it's Stephen Gerrard. He, 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 was, uh, he was the over 100 cap club. I think Emily News got 105 caps, didn't he? Emily News. Oh, no. 105. Bobby Moore was 106. Are oh, you asking me questions you don't know the answers to? Oh, well, I don't know. I'll follow Fulham anyway. Next mm. one. Um, Gary Shaw, when, when are you going to put on a show? Oh, then he's got, he's got, can he, where doesn't he want you to put on a show, Gary? Gary's sitting at home reading the Daily Telegraph and, um, 
Winston <laughs> Churchill's memoirs with a big cigar and his smoking jacket. Tory boy Gary says, when are you going to put on the show in the Wirral, Chester, North Wales or Isle of Man? Well, the Isle of Man's out because um, apparently there's no hospital over there where you can do the, the, the neurosurgery if you needed to within a certain time limit. So we can't do the Isle of Man, but definitely going to do one uh, in the Wirral Chester. Chester, uh, I would have thought in the next three or four months with uh, Mason Cartwright topping the bill and uh, all the lads we've got all over the waters as well. Um, got quite a few over there now and down, down in Wales. So, yeah, uh, it, it won't be long, Gary, mate. Is, is, is Mason, Mason could come through, couldn't he, Steve? There's still something there with Mason. I, I get the feeling he's got, a, he's got an explosive performance in him, hasn't he, somewhere along the lines. Well, listen, I just want to get him the opportunity because he's hungry for it. And, you know, yeah. uh, that, that that time he got on the on the big stage, he wasn't with me at the time, but I was there because Josh Waddington at Ellen Road, you know, uh, he was beating Darren Tetley till the uh, the off foot he got on, along his, uh, his his lip. Um, and obviously that put put his career back because if he'd have won that, it would have moved on. So it's like we always say, it's a game of snakes and ladders and he's fell down the, the ladders and we, we've got to like, uh, so he fell down the snake and we've got to climb him back up the ladders. So yeah, another, another win on one of our shows and, you know, an opportunity comes, he'll be taking it, yeah. I tell you, we've got seven minutes left here, fellas. We're up to our 40 minutes. VIP don't pay enough for us to uh, keep these these like these long-term Zooms going, Steve. Mm-hmm. Uh, perhaps I'll have to sort that out my end. Um, so before we go, both of you, what of the fights that's been announced so far for 2022, which one are you looking forward to the most? Do you know what I'm? I'm looking forward to Khan and Brook. I know we're all saying it's a novelty value, but uh, it's one of those you can't pick a winner. You could argue either ways, and everyone's saying like it depends who's got what left in the tank, and that that might be it. But whatever reason it is, it's it's an intriguing fight, and I can't really wait to watch it because someone's yeah, going to get knocked out in it. Yeah, yeah I, I reckon they both might touch down. It's going to be great that for as long as it lasts. <laughs> you know, I I, I like um. My little favourite, Chocolatito, and he's got Estrada, hasn't he, Matt? The yeah. third fight. The first two have both been fight. soon, that, isn't it? Yeah, but I don't think there's a date set yet, but I think it's before Easter. I saw but a Dazone thing mentioned them both the other day. Sorry, John. Yeah, they've both been fight of the year. And I think they're both probably... Chocolatito's probably a little bit slower now. I'm, let's see if he can pull one more out. But having watched the first two, you can't not watch that third one. Yeah. I'm looking forward to, I mean... Is Khan and Khan and Brook? Uh, I, I can only echo what Steve said. I said this on the pod the other week. No one knows who's going to win. And what, what's really making me laugh is uh, all these boxing hipsters who are trashing it. They're just pissing yeah. blood over it. They're raging. I think it's fantastic. I think it's a great fight. I hope it does great business. And uh, <laughs> you can't pick a winner. What's wrong with it? Okay, it's a bit too late, but what's wrong with the fight? It's going to be good. And as, 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 as Steve says, it's not going 12 rounds. Someone's getting knocked out and they'll go on to a payday if they want to carry on boxing. One of them's going to be punched into retirement. High stakes as well there. Can you, can you imagine, the, imagine the Thursday before that fight, the press conference and everything? <laughs> I that, think it's brilliant. The hype and everything around it will be great, won't it? It's, it's going to be fantastic. That is, going to, that is just going to take over the sports pages that week. Yeah. They don't like each other. They knew each other on the amateur circuit. It's fantastic. What is there not to like about it? I, 
maybe I'd like someone to come on and tell us, John, what's wrong with it. But, you know, you know the other one I'd look forward to, if it comes off, I've still got my doubts whether it'll happen next after the 80-20 is Fury White. So I think the build-up to that would be fantastic if they did fight in March. But I've got a little feeling in me, if they don't do a deal, this 80-20 thing won't, it won't get off first base. I think they'll carry on going to arbitration of some kind. Yeah, it'd be uh, Fury Ruiz then, I'm hearing. Fury Ruiz, that was mentioned, and uh, Fury Elenius was also mentioned, which is a fight you'd get away with in this country, but nowhere else, I shouldn't think. Yeah. Anything else, Steve, you want to add, or what your hopes for 2022 before we go? No, no, listen, I, I was just talking about that fight. I think uh, the Eubank Jr. and Liam Williams yeah. is, a, is a good fight as well, you know, and... Um, it's a shame that they've cancelled that in January. And when you think about it, it's like these subscription channels. I don't think the Zone's got a show in January, and um, Sky's not have a show show in January. And like there's others, isn't there? And, and like you can't be doing good for their um, numbers. That's for sure. I can see a few people on 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 Twitter who's already cancelling the, the, the Zones, and uh, you know. Um, Obviously, the likes of Fight Zone who's trying to get off the feet. I mean, why, why would people for that? They promise to show every 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 weekend, and they're not going to get one in January because the board won't land. Well, I just yeah. thought about that. What you were saying about late notice. I heard it was um, Jacobs against John Ryder, which is a good fight, and that was yeah. supposed to be February. That was February the twelfth, wasn't it? Yeah, that was. Yeah. How can you sell that? You, you can't, can you? You've got to move it yeah. back. That, that goes back, John, to what I was saying about the ball. These shows that are going to be early February now, they can't risk announcing them these fights. Hence, Frank Warren, I think, was going, I think it was 12th of February, and I, I'm not sure. I might have, I think it might have been Dubois. I'm not 100%. You know, that's a, there's a reason why he's putting his show, but people are oh, moaning about him not putting on shows in January, February. How can you announce a big show in mid-January not knowing it's going to happen, asking people to spend... You know, any 50 quid to 250 quid for a ticket. So, was that in the UK, John Jacobs and Ryder? Yeah. Yeah, 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 down in London. Yeah. Right, right. All right, then, fellas, I think that that right. wrap us up for today. This That's just the start for the new year. We'll be back in our usual format next week, six three minute rounds of action. I don't know who we're going to get on as a guest. Woody might tell us who he wants on, someone who's quite mouthy and gobby. And uh, we'll mm. get them on, Woody. If you can, you can give us. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll think of one. We'll, we'll has has one. Curtis Cagano been found yet? After Jolly Boys, he, he, <laughs> he's, he's been found. He's been found, and he tells me he's knocking on my door at half seven tomorrow for a run. I think he made up to his, his miss. I think he took them all to Butlins for the New Year. But he's been found. It was about four days later, but he was found. Yeah. No, listen. No comment on that one because we'd have to put it on the over 80s section, wouldn't we? You know, um, let leave my mate Curtis out on this one. Uh, you only like Curtis because he supplies you with plenty of reliable journeyman, mate. He, Do you know what? He's not been doing. That's why I'm having to uh, bum up to him to make sure that uh, he, he doesn't keep going down all 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 around the uh, the country. He should stay in Manchester and Liverpool with some of his lads. Yeah. All right, fellas. Well, thanks a lot. Thanks, everyone, for listening. We'll be back next week in our normal format. But we've got the thoughts of Woody and where boxing's going and a little bit of John and myself as well. Thanks, everyone, yeah. for tuning in. And thank you to you guys for affording the podcast some time. No problem. And 
Happy New Year to everyone who's watching and uh, everyone involved in boxing. Let's hope uh, it's a lot better than last year's for everybody. Cheers, fellas. Thanks a lot. For all boxing, info, news and latest interviews, amateur and pro, across and off, click and subscribe. VIP, boxing promotions. Also, Twitter, Instagram and Facebook.